Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Owen O'Sullivan, joined by Ashling O'Riordan. Hello. And special episode today, we're joined by half of girl band, Adam. How's it going? And Dan. Also, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Right. It's gone. <laughs> we're sitting backstage at the PAV just before your show. Is it nice to be back here? Yeah, it's great because like we haven't been here in ages. I think was it like the Stevens's Day show last yeah. time we were here? Christmas. Yeah. Christmas Floating joints. Yeah. Two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good show. <laughs> so and then like after that we thought it was like closed. We thought it was lost forever. But like it's good to be. It's cool to be back again. And you were in Limerick and Galway over the last two nights. How was that? Really good. Um last night marked like eight shows in limerick which is the most outside wow. of um and first time in proper dolan's warehouse and it was a lot of fun really really good sound and uh, yeah really really good fun i concur it's the last time you did that was new year's eve last year wasn't it when well it was casbo was it yeah Sorry. Yeah, yeah it was mm. um yeah that was also good yeah like limerick's always like it was the first place we played outside of dublin so mm. it was kind of like I think John Hennessy was like especially kind of invested like oh we finally like got got to the warehouse <laughs> you know so it was, yeah it was really cool <laughs> a journey for everyone yeah <laughs> around Limerick have have you no- has it been like a noticeable um difference in like the last three years like you're obviously bigger now than you were like three years ago when you were playing the shows I mean like uh yeah I guess is it have you noticed the difference as you've gone along yeah for sure because like coming down is like you're just like building each time like we did the first one with yourself and plugged and then like you know to work our way up to like you remember we did like the triscoll and that was like real packed and stuff and then like tonight is gone like seems to be selling really well as well so it's kind of like you know it's all on a good uphill trajectory it's like it's cool to see that people like actually want to come back <laughs> like when was it when you thought that oh we are actually on an upward trajectory like I'm, i mean like not just in ireland but like yeah. in general um, well, I suppose at the time it would have been when we were still like playing in Ireland, like just Ireland. That like every time we came somewhere, like the second time around, it was better than the first. So it's just always been like it isn't like all of a sudden it was fucking all this madness or whatever. It was like little steps building up each time. So it was like it's been kind of gradual from day one in a way, you know. So like, how how have the shows been going? Um like in the past couple of months just like since you finished the album and you've kind of been like and i was talking to you adam a couple of weeks ago for a separate interview and uh you won't mention anything <laughs> and you're just like mentioning all these different places and it was like oh my god your head must be spinning um we it's really nice to get to go back and revisit some places so um did our first us tour in march and came back and went straight like two days off and then straight into the studio uh, to do the album and then after that we were back in doing like the northeast coast kind of area in the states in june um so it's nice to sort of revisit a few places and then hit up new ones that we hadn't been there before and then we had kind of a quiet july um which again was a really nice break uh well, is a quiet july for you guys like just really busy for anybody else i mean no, like, I, I think we, we had like two shows or something oh, like that yeah. um we we got a we got to play Ross Kilda, um, which was a bit out of the blue. I think that offer came in while we were on the road in the States. We were on a cancellation, I think. Yeah, uh, perfect pussy pull out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
That was that was good. We got to see Paul McCartney. He played for like two and a half hours. Oh, his show was amazing, isn't it? Did Paul he have the fireworks for oh, Living yeah. It Die? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Just living <laughs> It Die. Not, like, oh. not a hint of fireworks for like two hours that it's coming towards the end. <laughs> and like, then like they turn on all the like a whole <laughs> gigs worth of fireworks. It's, like, <laughs> it's was, unreal. Was that Roxilda? Yeah. It doesn't seem like Paul McCartney would play Roxilda. He was yeah he's headlining uh, one of the like he was like the yeah here you go it was class yeah. yeah loads of people there all the flags up in the air everybody going nuts and then nobody had any idea when temporary secretary came on except for like <gasps> us and he didn't do that when I saw him I would have oh, fucking killed to hear that song yeah. it's so good we were just talking it was just like because we all like loved that tune or whatever. Yeah. and um he's like oh there's no way he'll ever play it though because like it's and just you hear like and it's like start playing like all of us are like freaking out and then it's like all these Danes just kind of like what's up with that guy like, <laughs> they're just, like it's it's the closest the Beatles will ever anyone in the Beatles ever get to techno <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> that song it's a pretty regular airing for all of us like oh. we play it a lot I'd like to hear a little bit more about the US tour. Was it like your longest one to date? And like, how how did you get on doing it and everything? No, I, I think the one in March ended up being longer purely because we had further to travel. Um, I, so like New York all the way, and then we came down to DC and then drove all the way to Austin to do South by, and then out to California. Um, so I think in terms of like actual length of time that was the longest, but I think the June one had more dates because it was all closer together. I think we were we barely had a, a day off for that one. It was like you know, I think there was more dates on the March one, but like the longest one we've done was like a European like last summer, and um, but it was cool like going out there. It's like such a vast country that you're like we started like in New York at the start of March, so it's like still piles of snow and whatever, and then a few weeks later you're like in San Diego like lying down on the beach you know just like proper like really really hot and so it's like driving across it's such a like kind of amazing experience because you just like experience like a whole year of seasons and then it's just culturally vast kind of country as well which is cool you know and like Adam you were saying before that uh you prefer the long tours to like the fly-in shows that you've been doing relatively recently yeah because you're kind of on your own time frame uh, it's like if you're late it's because you woke up late and you decided to start driving later as opposed to i've missed my flight and i'll see you tomorrow kind of thing <laughs> um so when you're not tied into getting up at 4 a.m or being in the airport at 4 a.m which we did on flight when we flew to moscow we played belfast the night before Drove all the way home and then went immediately to the airport. Oh my god! Um, which was it's crap. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and so, how was Moscow? That was really really fun. Um, the crowd were nuts. They knew like all the words. They were dancing, moshing, like bopping along to everything. Real sort of hardcore fan kind of vibe off them. Like one guy was like begging Al for his plectrum at the end and it's just, it's just a standard it's really yellow plectrum like, yeah. it's like it's so far away and you're like first time there or like first time in Russia it's just like Jesus like didn't expect that at all it was it was really cool yes but there was like a, an Irish music festival in Moscow a few months ago wasn't there that the was for Paddy's players. Day yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course it was. But did did Paddy Hanna go and Spies? Spies and Miles. Miles, Miles, Miles Manley. Manley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. yeah. 
it's yeah, crazy. they said it was really good. They played in a, a club, or they went to a club that had a had their claim to fame was they had Europe's biggest disco ball. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the dream. What was? How big was it? Like, well, we've never seen. I've seen a photo of it. it looks impressively large. Yeah, like, <laughs> disco three ball. and a half foot. Jesus. Maybe bigger. Have you ever seen a disco ball break? No. Yeah, it happened here before. Ooh. Fell down the stairs, and, like broke into pieces along the way down the stairs. That would have been, I don't know, a good part of a music video. Yeah, or it was. It was lovely to watch, but the person who did it just yelled the entire time it happened. So, but I laughed, so it was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, are these all moments that you're taking in your stride, like the likes of touring the US together and uh, like flying over to Moscow to play one show and coming back, or are you like pinching yourselves at it all the time? Oh, definitely pinching. A lot of pinching. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, like a lot of like so much of it is familiar because it's you are kind of doing the same thing. Uh, when you arrive in a country and you do go off on tour, like in America, you're just getting in a van and you're doing show after show after show. But I mean, the, it's all it's never like, oh, uh, this will this could be kind of weird or a little bit hard or something like that. It's just like always really really eager to go and play this new place that we haven't been to yet. So. Yeah, it's it's always exciting, but then there's always like that that moment that we had like driving uh, in March is like snow, and then Austin, which was roasting, and then the beach in San Diego in the space of like eight or nine days, like all the way to there, and on the beach is like, what the hell is going on, guys? <laughs> it's like it's kind of weird. It's like that like strangely strange but oddly normal kind of thing. You know, it's like real because you just spend this so much time with the same people all the time so it's really really normal it's just like same lads you've known forever but in this extraordinary kind of circumstance I think that most of the time we've had a part as like four is maybe two weeks in the last two years maybe a little bit longer probably not no (laughs) (laughs) but you guys are still cool like totally yeah still no fights really yeah why have there been no fights what are you doing right just merciless slagging i'd say if anyone gets in a strop just like it's not allowed happen i think you know so what would people be getting into a strop about just like well like no one really gets in a strop i need to clean that like the other tree will like turn around and just like i don't know slag them about it That's probably or they get a new nickname and uh and that always goes down yes the nicknames yeah ever growing list yeah yeah uh, well, we I started getting called Spanky the other day. We won't ask why. <laughs> I don't even know why. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out later. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. What was started calling him Scumbag Sheep as well. <laughs> oh, the Laminator actually the is laminator the latest one. Laminator. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's got a tiny to it. Dara's got quite a, a string of like rather offensive ones. Like. Um, the motherfucking loner, um, <laughs> shame. <laughs> I love calling him shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we were actually going through Al's ones yesterday, and he's got like nipple clamps. Um, wait, wait, that's his nickname, or he actually got some? No, 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 clamps? no, no. That's his nickname. I don't know how that came about. Uh, sexual maniac. That's that's sexual frustrated Al starts humping inanimate objects you know you've that. seen this before when Al does the I'm not saying anything I'm not <laughs> saying, I'm, 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 I, I, I know nothing 
I remember there was ones when, when I was down in Clan with you last year for the Guitar Fest. There was this like alter ego band that you were going to start. There's like a oh, the whiskey guns. Yeah, yeah. The whiskey it still guns, exists. Yeah, and I remember the 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 skin on the drum kit was going to be like an eagle driving a motorbike, wearing a bandana with the Confederate flag or the yeah, American and flag. fire yeah. coming out the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. Yeah, we kind of. We tried to do two albums when we did the, when we recorded our album. We were like, "Oh, we'll give a go of the Whiskey Guns," and we did one song, but then we were like, "This is such a like unbelievable." So Rough Trader paying us for one of these and not yeah, for the other. So albums, like, <laughs> one of the greatest hard rock record the country has seen in years. Yeah, you know? yeah. whiskey on the highways. <laughs> I think we we I think we killed like an hour and a half just trying one song for a very 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 long time, and then I don't know halfway through it was like. Okay, we'll start again, and we'll start it this way, and then just sort of winged it for a little bit, and then our <laughs> friend was in the room and was doing, like, backing vocals and stuff like this. So, yeah, it was good. Good. I'm glad to it's hear the whiskey guns are still oh yeah, alive and kicking. Oh, yeah, still in the, w- in the works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the album, it's fucking unbelievable. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Like, I was actually thinking about it today. I was like, I don't know how to tell them how good it is, but the, you know, like, you know how good it is. So, um, like, I was selling... I think I was telling Al a while ago the story of the today that like I woke up and I could hear the album playing from my living room and I just got up and put it on and then there was like two of the album playing Our in the house like upstairs and downstairs um, and I was texting you last week and I said that like in Douglas um, which is like half an hour outside of Cork City yeah yeah. <laughs> um, there's a great shop called Music Zone there, and they've sold out of like last Friday they sold last Saturday they sold out of all the CDs and the vinyl copies no of way. the record. Yeah. I didn't think people bought CDs in such force anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he must be fucking delighted. Yeah, basically. Yeah, totally. Number 132 in the UK charts. <laughs> Burning it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what are your expectations for the record? I mean, that's a big question. I mean, like, is it just kind of playing more live shows off of it? Yeah, pretty much. Like, you get to tour, like, all over the shop again off it. And then, like, we just wanted to do it because we'd, like, write new songs. You're like, well, what do you want to do? It's like, oh, yeah, put out a record. Like, that's more so why it was kind of into making it more than what you get afterwards. It's just, like, it's the same as putting out anything, you know? You just play loads of gigs. (laughs) It kind of just makes it easier to play more shows because you have a more substantial piece of work for people to reference to and show off and stuff like that so it's it's never like okay here's the holding hands with jamie's tour to sell loads of the album it's uh the album is out there and therefore more people will come to the shows because the album has gathered some traction or i think you're just like in like it's good to just give it more uh rounded like record as opposed to like the ep is just like you know singles are funny because they're just like one little aspect and people will like jump on i think it's like you know you can show your more your colors it's like more from that aspect of what we were like kind of into about it more so than like well we wanted to uh you know get this review or whatever it's like really like that's cool and all that it's been like well received but like it's not what you do it you know you don't read the reviews like I've read a co- I don't really read them. I've read like one or two, which like I I know that they've all been positive because we, you know, we, we get told. I think if some of the lads read them, where it does. I I read most of them. Yeah. Um, it's more out of curiosity as to like what people hear when they listen to it, as opposed to whether it's good or bad. Um, 
like if someone thinks it i i if someone thinks it's crap it's still invoking a reaction um I, al has a story like showed his brother a song in work when they were closing up i think it was i think it was lawman or the blah one cover or something like when we first done it and when it finished he was like that was absolutely terrible like what are you doing and he was like cool i'm really okay with the fact that you hate it <laughs> yeah i was um talking with chris summers on the last episode of the point of everything and he was just saying how he doesn't understand how four people you know like can play drums bass guitar and vocals and like then you do it and it's like that sounds nothing like the last guys i mean like where did this i know dan it sounds like you were kind of driving the sound of the band like you were kind of the the first guy into the fall and the likes of that, that you were kind of pushing pushing them a little bit yeah, towards one direction? Maybe when we, were, when we were younger, I introduced the others to some weirder bands. But, like, I think as soon as, like, like everyone's very kind of, like, encyclopedic about discovering music for, like, the last few years. Like, I think, like, that kind of introducing the lads to that was, like, more when we were younger as opposed to, like, the last three years. I think by that stage, like, everyone did, like, kind of like, oh, cool, yeah. Maybe when we were just starting out with like oh here's like this sonic youth record or whatever <laughs> stuff like that you know but like i mean even um like just playing paul when you play the bass with a, a beer bottle yeah i mean like where where do you get the idea for that or is it just the i wonder if i can actually this did that on that song is because i remember I, was, I started playing it with my fingers and then we got to the chorus and i tried to do that like it goes like it was like up and down real quick and i tried it and it was just like <laughs> oh my god i'm just gonna like bleed to death if i have to do this all the time it's like i just immediately got like two big blisters on my fingers like like yoink just use the bottle which ha- happened to be a gavoscon bottle that was in the room which went missing when we played uh yeah. twisted pepper in february I had it for two years i used it all, all the right. time this one bo- bottle brought it everywhere <laughs> then we played dublin and someone whipped it like it's like god that's funny like some people have these like treasured acoustic guitars and whatever like yeah, drums and like... stuff you have your gaviscon bottle <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> it's a big bottle like that's not going to be cheap to replace as well like you know <laughs> it's a lot of gaviscon yeah. to be drinking like you know <laughs> keep, keep mentioning the gaviscon you know yeah. hopefully we get some <laughs> yeah endorsed by gaviscon <laughs> <laughs> we do we do have a rule though that if he Buys a Gaviscon bottle, yes, and neck it all in one. Yeah, that's why I'm putting it off. Which is like anti what Gaviscon is trying to help you to do, really. All right. Okay. I'm just not going to say anything. The mammy jeans are kicking in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to know a little bit more about you. You were kind of uh, the lead engineer on the uh, on recording the album as well, were you? Um, like out of the band, like the engineers on it was like myself, Jamie Highland, who is, uh, who is ja- Jamie. Jamie namesake holding hands with and then liam mulvaney and like me and jamie um intern for liam in in bow lane he like runs that studio he's also kind of like um dara's brother-in-law so it's all very like close-knit but like i think between the three of us like we had like did all the like technical discussions we'd like sit down and plan out what we were gonna do but i think it was it was very kind of like democratic i suppose i was the only like i was the one who was like engineer and in the band at the same time so like obviously would like voice a lot of opinions but i think everyone was pretty much on the same page with like what we were trying to do you know as in like they're, they're mostly a sonic s- point of view like and and they're mostly songs you've played live as yeah well. exactly there was only two that we hadn't done yet um one still yet to be played live actually yeah <laughs> oh which were texting alien 
We're going to do it soon. We've been we started to rehearse it. <laughs> what what's uh, different about it that you're not playing it live? Um it's well, we haven't done it yet, but it's like the recording of that was the only one that required altering the setup we had gone with at the start. So we were like tweaking amps far more than any other song. Um, all the valve guitar settings are completely different for that song, and he has to like detune it loads. Then we like played with like two drum kits on it and stuff. Yeah, so it's just kind of like playing it live would be a bit of a nightmare. There's a bit of tinkering to be done yeah except for me i've actually this all the same settings. <laughs> <laughs> it's grand dara as well yeah. so like um is it a case of you kind of pushing each other like you know you're you know with with paul and stuff you know doing these different things and then like adam do you see these and you're like i want to try something a little bit different out of the ordinary and see what that sounds like um the whole writing process has always been the four of us i mean when i joined the band the guys had been sort of rehearsing on and off for a year or so uh, with different singers and Dara playing drums. So when I came in, like the second one was written um, and then a handful of other like ideas. So they were the only ones that were like the somebody else's ideas or the three lads' ideas. And then it was just like, you need to do this thing and get that in my head as well. Was, was yeah. on that as well. Um, but then since then it's always been the four of us so it's always it's it's never it's never one person comes in and goes here's a verse and a chorus let's figure out the rest of it it's like okay who's got a tempo or a time signature or anything like that and uh and then just plug in and see how it goes um in terms of like personally drum like in terms of pushing drum stuff it's more about trying to find something that sounds out of the ordinary that i c can actually take on the road with me that's feasible it's not like or tours with a gas canister oh, yeah. so you can't fly with one of them <laughs> uh, um when uh, we're writing and stuff like we'll all sit there and like pick e apart each other's bits like there's one of the f like it happens every time of like we'll be playing like looking at adam and you know we'll be playing it's like yeah that's cool but like What's your left leg doing? It's like looks like it's doing nothing. Can you put it like <laughs> behind your neck? You know, hit yeah, that yeah, underside yeah. and like you know, tickle a cowbell and in five a, like, like so you like work through it and so it's all like proper like <laughs> trying to make Adam into Ganesh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a problem I find with the band we play with Morning Bells as well. Is that like we always give out about the fact we don't have enough arms. It's just it's a. Uh, everyday struggle you know you're like i want to play this as well but i'm doing all this with my hands yeah it's a if only we just all want to become indian gods yeah. you know <laughs> it's not a bad aspiration <laughs> <laughs> um i know dar isn't here i know that like you're probably tired of being asked about his psychotic episode and everything i just wanted to know like how you've felt about the kind of the reaction to it like the fact um people are reading the lyrics and i was surprised actually that you wrote that you put the lyrics on the album for everybody to read well like you know like darren mumbles a lot you know <laughs> and so like they're kind of hard to understand sometimes so like i think it's good that that they're there and people can read it and like the fact that because like people are going to ask about the lyrics anyway because like if they're reviewing it, like or interviewing us about it they're gonna want to know what it's about through so like well we can't help what they are about so we can just be 
weird about it or we can just be frank and upfront about it you know which is obviously a better thing to do in a country where people like hate talking about stuff like that and it's like a real problem it's like well let's just let's just be honest about it and at least people can't misinterpret it if you've actually just said what it is you know I, I wonder what people would think if they if if you didn't do that enemy interview and if you hadn't decided to kind of say what what he had been through i wonder what people would have made of it there was a lot more said in that interview that didn't get printed and the headline was kind of shocking when we first saw it like making such a, a big statement about it but i suppose we did he we definitely rambled about that a lot um that, that article was kind of disappointing because they, it was kind of tabloidy the way they kind of did it um and it was actually like it was meant to be like a two-page kind of thing but then it was like when they were turning from a print into an online thing so it just kind of got lost in the kind of midst of it daily uh, mailed yeah it was just kind of like oh this is like we're trying to actually like be serious about this you know it's like you know if you're going to explain something like that you kind of need to get all the facts across for it to kind of make sense um, I, it sounds like he did sit down and talk about you know whether we do uh put this out in the public sphere with dara it sounds like yeah well like dara wanted to hear our opinion he was like oh, i think i should do it is like what do you think and we we're like well if you know if you want to do it i think it's a good thing to do if you feel comfortable with doing it like we all thought talked about it like you know it's like because you know there's repercussions and you know <laughs> you just have to talk about it all the time yeah. which you don't really mind doing <laughs> sorry <but> no no <laughs> like... yeah i mean once once dara was uh, comfortable and and okay with sort of being really really honest about it and he's still looking back on it every now and again and rediscovering new things and when he sort of you, you know you have start having chats at four in the morning or five in the morning and you just begin to ramble and it's just the two of you, you he kind of it's just like or he gets a new perspective on something it's always and there's a new way of uh, viewing a certain aspect of what happened um and the whole thing just uh, like it was such a massive growing experience for all of us and brought us all really really close and it was always about making sure that dara was okay and never being concerned about the band in that scenario um so when he was happy to actually be frank and talk about it, it was just like cool that makes it a lot easier we're not trying to hide anything or shy away from any questions or anything like that it's a really important thing like to kind of take something that's happened like that and turn, try and turn it into um, an experience that you can use as well like you know and his uh, his openness about it is great because as you're saying like it is something that people in this country just don't address at all I think our generation is getting a lot better with yeah, it yeah I think it's vastly improving it's really, definitely you know? yeah but like you know culturally like Ireland's like oh jeez no you wouldn't be like yeah. I would just stop now yeah. with that now get it out uh, yeah, yeah exactly but. like which is just like pretty destructive like it's mm. just obvious when you like read statistics or anything about stuff like that it's like kind of need to do something about it you know yeah and it's good I think like as well uh, there was a really interesting article recently um, I read about just uh, mental health and music and how it's just not supported that there's some small I read that one as well yeah with yeah. Um, the girl from Joanna Gruesome yes 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 and um, do, there's like a few organisations in the UK that are like specifically like counselling services for um, musicians and just not even anyone who have like, gone through addiction or anything like that it's just like how do you like 
go on the road yeah. for six months and then come home and realize you've got no money and you've got no job and you're like potentially no home yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah like so we're an eccentric bunch anyway like musicians as a whole are like probably a bit odd mm, <laughs> yeah yeah just just a little bit just yeah. a tiny bit uh when i was interviewing you a couple of weeks ago it sounded like independence was a big kind of part of what you're into as a band and kind of pushing just independent arts and art and everything like that and i wonder like does rough trade let you do that like are they kind of hands off with you yeah they're very 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 hands like, and, they, and was that like, important to you yeah totally it was like one of the main factors of why we signed to them because they were like when we met them they were like like oh yeah we kind of want to produce the first album they're like yeah great idea we're like whatever you just want to do like if you want to try something we can facilitate what you want to do to the best of our ability but like it's kind of like your, your shout on an artistic like standpoint it's like really important for for us anyway like it's, like, it's kind of why you're doing it in the first place because you're like oh i just want to you know you just want to be you want to yeah. be in your own band you don't want to make some sort of abstract version of what you were trying to do in the first place you know and and like did did you had you considered like releasing an album with any other city who, who released like france 98 um, and well like we one or two other singles at the at the time like we like when we got offered the contract we didn't feel like we were ready to do an album full stop so we just weren't even thinking about we were like oh well when when the when the songs are are all there that's when we'll like think about putting out an album but luckily like beforehand like rough trade would come along and signed us so it was like we didn't even really have to worry about it i think i don't think we ever would have reeled it out if like that's where we were at it's like and it was working really well with any other city you know like we probably would have done it you know yeah you know and so like the idea of like not being ready to make an album you didn't want to just like make an album and throw like the like 10 songs that you had released beforehand on yeah, exactly one. it's like what's the point it's already there it was like re-recording you know if you were to re-record versions of like like lawman or whatever or, like other singles like the bomb or something it's like like what's the point it's already there like that's the the statement you know it's like it's it's a good like um snapshot of where you're at at that moment it's like it's kind of contrived to try and rejig it to you know get the hits or whatever you know the word record is like kind of makes a lot of sense in that thing because it's just it's like keeping a record of what happened at that point or where you were then and then yeah. on you go yeah i can't i can't really imagine like a single radio like mix of lawman you know that's like cut down to like two and a half minutes oh. and like <laughs> yeah. key, key yeah. change like halfway through <laughs> have you heard the new mashup by the way oh i haven't i was trying to find it the other day i couldn't it's find really it really good it's uh i really enjoyed someone uh, lawman and uh man eater by Jesus. Nelly yeah. that's a tune that's an overlooked tune from back in the day in my opinion someone did it pretty well someone chopped up lawman really nicely uh, for <laughs> it and like it's it's the same song and there's the only time you get to hear uh dara's vocal because i think they use that software that rips the oh, yeah, vocals yeah, yeah. out um, is in the the big crashy noisy section because it doesn't sound like vocals. Mm. So he still gets that moment <laughs> of being like of singing of, with Nelly Furtado, yeah, his dream. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing the Button Factory as that's your next Irish date, I think, at the start of November. And so, like, is the next like the rest of the 2015 is just touring for you guys, I presume? Yeah, right. We'll due to fly out of Chicago on either the 20th or 21st of December, mm -hmm. weather dependent. 
<laughs> um, so, so hopefully back for Christmas. Until then, we're just three months solid touring. Tomorrow off in Ireland. <laughs> it's pretty good. So going to mass. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah mass. Yeah. <laughs> Ten Hail Marys and uh, I don't know. <laughs> clean, clean pair of jacks. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> they won't be clean for long. <laughs> All right, so Adam and Dan, thanks a lot. Have a good show tonight. Thanks very much, guys. And have a good like rest of the year in 2016 and 2017. Cheers. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you soon. Okay, so welcome back to The Point of Everything. I'm still Ono Sullivan. Uh, that was Ashling and myself talking to Adam and Dan from Girl Band ahead of their so- what turned out to be a sold-out show at the Pav on Saturday. Uh, it's now Tuesday when we're recording this. It's uh, I'm still here, yeah, and joined by Breed O'Donovan. Hello. You were taking photos of the show on Saturday, Breed. Did you have fun? I yeah, guess? I did. I mean, I started off trying to crouch down at the front um, just get a few shots before I moved round to the sides. Um, but I was kind of quickly, <laughs> uh, I suppose, I had to move pretty quickly, we'll say, because uh, <laughs> I took a drink was spilled on me and I kind of realised, okay, better well, move to the sides to be well, safe, protect my camera. <laughs> well, it wasn't that anybody like threw a drink on you. No, it was, okay, it was you your, were pushed. It, it was, it was your own. It was your own drink. Yeah. And it just kind of. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um. It was uh quite the raucous crowd. It was yeah. sold well, out. I got we out were pretty que- quickly. Yeah. We were queuing to get into the fav. When was the last time that, that happened for a gig in Cork? Well, yeah. I, yeah, that's true, actually. Or even beforehand, that people actually turned up on time, which never happens. People I know. always, especially, was a Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. Like, people usually want to drink cans at home. But I suppose they knew it was going to be an early gig. And I suppose since it was sold out, people were there for the music. Um, I think Girl Band and Altered Hours um, will do that. Not, you know, say anything about Paddy Hanna, but uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people in Cork like follow him or know him. But now they, they do, obviously. Um, it was on time as well. Yeah, like, it was unreal. It, it went so well, so effortless, effortlessly. Well, from our perspective, I don't know behind the scenes, but um, it, it was great. Well, like as in you, you never know what's kind of going on. Bad things happening. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> Casting aspersions here, <laughs> like always. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think everything ran pretty smoothly. Yeah. Like the band was over at just after quarter past twelve, and then Stevie was. was early. Stevie wow. was on. It was. It was around twenty past twelve. Yeah. If we're being really semantic, it was the first gig in ages where I felt absolutely exhausted afterwards. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I was trying to think earlier of when I last felt like this, and I think it was Run the Jewels in mm. um december up in oh can you remember the, the name sh- of the venue not the sugar club why was i gonna say the sugar club okay it was um near Wheelands. oh the village no the village yeah it used to be the village it's now got a new name um huh. we're not gonna look it up we're gonna hope that everybody listening is smarter than we are when it comes okay, to well, music it's gonna bug me but that was that was a high tempo show from start to finish and girl band pretty much straight from the off was almost the exact same in a different Kind of way, obviously. Mm. They don't exactly make the same type of music yeah, as Run the true. Jewels. Um, but yeah, it was Dara, uh, the singer of Girl Band, came out on, on a crutch. Yeah. Still, He still got a crutch from um, a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember exactly what happened. Mm. But uh, yeah, he, he laid it down. 
nice and softly in front of the drum kit and then it was like forget about it he was like he wasn't jumping around but he was definitely didn't look like he was in pain or kind of you know minding it (laughs) maybe he was in pain but he certainly wasn't showing it and he just went for it like completely but like to bring it back to the run the the dual thing i think the the common denominator between the two gigs was just how packed it actually was i think that when you're being pushed with the crowd and you're kind of going kind of 90 for the whole gig it is kind of exhausting i suppose if you're not used to it as well like it's been a while since we were at a show like that yeah and there's not many irish bands i guess who would get that kind of reaction it just shows how um how much press how much hype girl band have had uh around the release of holding hands with jamie uh the album that we talked about with chris summers last week um they they've just gotten so much good press and uh, they played about, about an hour, just over an hour, yeah. played almost all of the songs from Holding Hands with Jamie. They finished with uh, How They Hide, Why They Hide Their Bodies Under My Garage by Blah One. Didn't was they? their last song? I thought there was a song after. Am I imagining it? Oh, maybe I'm, I'm imagining it. I'm sure there was. Well, like, that came well, on and... It I re- went, yeah. I remember the first time that I heard it live. It was uh, when Girl Band supported Honig Barna a couple of years ago in the Pav. Um, did they support Honig Barna? Yeah, wow. and that was That's the so first weird. time that um, they played that song, and then they released it on the compilation oh. six months later, uh, the qu- compilation. Compilation, sure. Isn't that what it's called? Yes. Total of assurance. And it just sounded absolutely huge yeah. on Saturday night, didn't it? Unbelievable, and like I kind of had a nice little bird's eye view because I went, I had been, I kind of was at the. Yeah, where bes- did you go? I was beside. Well. I kind of were you instigating the violence (laughs) (laughs) definitely not um I had been right by the stage just on top of the steps like right by the place you know when you're going into the green room um but yeah so I had a nice little view of just the swell of the crowd I think that's how you'd describe it it was people just went for it like I mean there was they definitely went for like all the songs and the atmosphere was amazing but that alone it's just such an incredible tune i just loved it i got put down my camera for a while and just kind of went for it a little bit myself <laughs> you didn't like throw your camera away in a fit of passion no, well i like yeah got got the shot of connor like crowd surfing and then i was like okay connor from trout records who plays in paddy hannah's band yeah and uh, spies is he in spies yes, yes. he is in spies um that just kind of shows it doesn't it that they're just like people just lose their shit over girl band yeah completely and it's nice to have a band that you can go to for that because sometimes you just need to do that <laughs> like this like when you want you just need to get everything out like yeah <laughs> and get a little kind of angry and maybe push people around that's all right you know it's uh, okay, all in there. Okay. <laughs> but um yeah and it was just so you know just give people a few digs you know <laughs> be grand be good <laughs> just like kind of melt into the crowd and just yeah be anonymous um, but like i mean they didn't really say that much to the crowd they didn't they really, never do really they, they don't really need to do anything i no. mean like apart from like dara was pulling at his t-shirt he was that's kind, his of, kind of thing though that's um, he, he didn't do anything else apart from just like that voice yeah just and get it's everything great. out i mean there's no I suppose they have that kind of subtle confidence where mm. they just do what, like the two guys, guitarist and bassist, are just doing their thing and they're performing and they're making sure that they're doing everything okay. They're not kind of going mental. They they don't need to. Like it's just kind of nice where 
in a band like that they're not just pulling at strings just to maybe appear more interesting or I don't know cooler whatever but um yeah they're just amazing and they're the nicest guys as well <laughs> aren't they though they're lovely they're <laughs> lovely boys <laughs> um quick word for altered errors did you enjoy their supporting uh slot totally yeah i mean the minute it was announced i it was ages ago that that gig was announced um but i saw what a pairing like the altered errors and girl band like it's just match made in heaven like especially in cork um and they were amazing i hadn't seen them in quite a while actually um but it just seems every time i see them they seem to get better or else i noticed something else about them that i didn't notice before um and yeah i'm never gonna say a bad word about them (laughs) really (laughs) like i'm just probably a bad critic but i just thought they were amazing yeah i mean i guess it's two bands well and paddy hannah as well who who was good yeah Um, yeah. he he doesn't do too much for me musically to be perfectly honest but um uh but like he had been touring with he had been supporting girl band on their three or four date irish tour and then altered hours had been like over at liverpool they had done a couple of yeah, european like dates yeah. they were in portugal as well i think yeah yeah and i mean you can you can kind of tell like when a band has a good few shows together they just have an extra bit of confidence i guess yeah. and obviously that comes uh to the fore for girl band that, who are just like playing almost non-stop i mean yeah, uh, they've in, done a lot of dates haven't in, they yeah in the interview that uh we played earlier it was just you know moscow netherlands you know this there That's everywhere incredible. and then they're basically like yeah we're touring now for the rest of the like, year you're saying that you're exhausted at the end of that gig i don't know how they do that like if they're doing it you know a couple of nights a week like how do you do that that's just mental get yourself up for a show like yeah or like, you know, do it again and again and again, continuously. It's just, I like, I suppose you just do it. I don't know, maybe something else should... kicks in, like a, a adrenaline. But afterwards, it just must be exhausting. I maybe it's know. time for you to form a band. Maybe. And, you know, go on tour. You I don't know? have a musical boat in my body, but I'll do that. <laughs> I can interpretive dance. Anything else we need to say about the gig? Other than it's probably the best show in Cork this year. Well, I mean... Mm. How do we, it's October. I don't remember what's happened this year, but yeah, definitely <laughs> up there. We'll call it in the top yeah, three. Yeah, definitely up there. Uh, um, yeah, they, amazing. And also it was great to be back in the pav. It felt very strange um, because it was, you know, the same iconic like um, ceiling and stage. So they got rid of that circle of lights that were so nice. Do you, do you know that? No. Nope. Maybe like, you know, above the stage, there's that ring of lights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sure, that's I gone. know that. I remember that. <laughs> I just noticed that, yeah. Um, and then obviously little like tweaks have been made, so it's not like what it was, but it was just brilliant to be back there. It was my sa- first time in there, like in a well over a year. But um, it was just so great to be back and have that kind of crowd, and like also have all the cork heads there. Like it was just all the people that I hadn't seen in, in a while, and then just I just. When I was up by the stage, I was looking around. I could just see lots of people that I recognized. And I was like, wow, everyone has come out for the show. It's just it's just a credit to, obviously, the guys at Southern Hospitality Board. Hello, Ash and Keelan. Um, and the the bands themselves. Like, they're just a band that you just would not want to miss every time they yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. Like, but- I would never turn down an opportunity to see the Ultra Towers or a girl band if I was able, if I was in that city. Ultimately, I think it comes back to the fact that in... six months a year we're gonna still be talking about this show sort of thing you know oh were you a girl band 
in totally. the path. Um, but it, like, you know, the show for me, like, was not unlike any other girl band or um, Altered Hours show I've seen. Like, they always pull it out. Like, they just, it's always brilliant. So yeah, I just think it was just the fact that there was so many people there yeah. and, you know, you had the room to actually like kind of go mental. Um, I and, was, that and was brilliant. They're they're superstars as well. Like I said this to you after the show, it was just like you could just watch Dara for hours. You know, yeah. you, you could watch the other guys as well. I like, just love they're just how kind of cool so collected like the guys. Um, uh, Dan, sorry, my name. Dan and Alan. Dan and Alan. Just, I was kind of looking at them and they were just like what they were doing was just amazing and but they were just kind of just really still and just doing their thing yeah. and i was like oh, alan is the most so, lackadaisical yeah. kind of guitarist you, and you wouldn't think that thrilling that what was coming out of his guitar was what he was actually doing mm. like he just is that calm. i wonder if he knows he's just like <laughs> let's see what let's see what happens next um but they're so confident and oh yeah i mean where we're do they go from we? here it's just kind of yeah. stratospheric Totally. Well, we know where they're going to be on New Year's Eve. Collins. They... I don't know how, like what's going to happen. It's the tiniest room and it's going to be a girl band. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, it was announced on Monday yeah. by the Southern Hospitality Board that oh, they were Southern putting Hospitality on Board? they were putting on girl band in Collins for New Year's Eve. And this morning tickets went on sale Tuesday at 10 o'clock. And I think by 11 o'clock they were sold out. So Are they? I've been in work all day, so I have not been really online. Well, let, me, let me tell you everything else that has happened <laughs> today. You. Let me fill you in. <laughs> Lots of happening on Twitter. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be pretty cool as well. Maybe it's even... sold out. Yeah, it was, it was always going to. I mean, like, oh, totally. Four, but you say know... four hundred people were at the pub on Saturday. They're going to tell you know a couple of other people how amazing it was, yeah. and then you've suddenly got you know up to a thousand people who are like, man, I've heard of this band, Girl Band. You know, we have to yeah. see them again. What's the capacity? Like, how many... Collins. Yeah. I'd be surprised. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be as big as the PAV anyway. No. But it'll certainly be a very special one. But Sweaty and dirty. Yeah. I'm and go- I bought tickets. Maybe maybe I'll just tout them outside for like no, a couple I wanna grand. No, I want to go. Can I have a ticket? <laughs> Give me a ticket. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. One thing why, like, of course, a gig like that is going to sell out, but... You know, I was talking to someone about it yesterday and they were like, I don't know what I'm going to do for New Year's. It's like, like you have to make your decision now what you're going to do for New Year's. It's pretty, I don't know, back you into a corner. It's only only about 10 weeks away, 12 weeks away. Is it? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but anyway, (laughs) it's going to be awesome. All right, so we'll leave it there. Anything else that you want to say about the show? Um, You can check out your photos on the Southern Hospitality Board Facebook page. Yeah, they're on the Facebook page. Um, I'll link to it on my own, like, photography page. Love the Um, shot of Dara. I shared it on Twitter earlier. Love the shot of Dara kind of in silhouette by by the light. That was a really purple and pink image, but I thought the black and white was kind of cool. It's the only black and white image I kind of put up, but sometimes, yeah, I don't usually put up stuff in black and white. But, um, yeah, it kind of worked really nice. I'm happy with the photos, yeah. And then the lights were great. So as you, well you got over the crowd throwing Just their drinks at about. you i would Ooh, have liked down it. in front <laughs> yeah no it was brilliant yeah love it love it okay um thanks a lot for listening folks we'll be back with another episode at some point next week you can follow us at tpoe blog um breed your twitter handle is at breed underscore ad underscore lib Thank you. <laughs> and also Breed O'Donovan Photography on Facebook. You had to think about that. Why did you have to think about that? <laughs> oh, no, no, I know that. I'm, I'm just putting it on. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks a lot for listening. You can 
subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Mixcloud if you fancy it. And if you haven't yet, why not go listen to Girlband's album, Holding Hands with Jamie? It's out now on Rough Trade. And they're playing Button Factory at the start of November, which is sold out. And they're playing Collins on New Year's Eve, which is also sold out. So good luck <laughs> seeing them live again. Suckers! <laughs> <laughs>